Hello, and you are listening to Tech and Tonic. In today's episode, we didn't get anyone in uh, like last week. So it's just back to me and Jivan uh, in the show. No one was free to come lah, basically this week. And last week, I didn't, I wasn't in the show. Uh, I didn't, I don't know if Jivan has explained, but I was actually having problems with my fridge and everything. So I repair man over uh, and I wasn't able to be part of the show but i heard it was a really good show with uh joshua and isa jivan actually had a good time with them and <laughs> they went a bit overboard i heard so <laughs> but anyway if you missed our morning live stream today don't panic because there were no morning streams today so that means at 11 a.m we didn't actually do a video or we didn't start a youtube stream you didn't miss out on anything because today Uh, we actually had something else going on. We were actually watching uh, a smartphone launch, right? Uh, Jivan and I was watching from separately, lah. Of course, we're not still in the office. We're not in the office yet. Uh, we were watching the launch of the Oppo A92, or what they call it, Oppo A92, uh, that they launched just today, like this morning. And I just finished the article, so <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jivan, what do you think of the phone? Yeah. Uh, the phone looks promising. I mean, Oppo has improved generally over the years, lah. Uh, their yeah. devices are more compelling now, software-wise mm-hmm. and interface-wise. It's less clunky, but at the same time, it looks like any other device out there at the moment. Correct. You know. It- you know. It looks very very similar because I have the phone with me now, right? And I have the an a Huawei smartphone, the Huawei Nova 7i, and I put them side by side, and they actually look the same because they have the same side loaded fingerprint also the side the side button fingerprint, right? Which is also a power button, and they look exactly the same, if not for the size difference. Yeah, but it also is one of the better offerings that we are getting in that price range. Like it's yeah. super affordable. You get mm-hmm. a lot of features in it, but yep. it's also very cookie cutter. Yeah, it's priced at one thousand one hundred and ninety nine ringgit, and you can pre order it today onward until the eighth of May. And if you do pre order, you get like a few stuff lah. You get a, a what is that? A Bluetooth. Bluetooth speakers and an extended warranty, 18 months, not 12 months. Ah, uh. a lot of um, a lot of manufacturers give you extended warranty, but only at 12 months. This one gives you 18 months, so one and a half years of extra protection for your smartphone, which is actually I think quite a good deal, lah. To be fair, yeah, it is. And when it comes to the whole package, it comes with uh, I can't remember the specs. Oh, it's <laughs> it's a Qualcomm Snapdragon 665. I know just because I just wrote it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you get eight gigabytes of RAM and 128 gigabytes in storage. But camera is quite good though. You're not getting like triple camera. You're getting quad cameras. You're not getting three cameras. You're getting four for your money. Yeah, and it's uh technically a very Quick upgrade to the A91, which came out like less than six months ago. Yeah, but we've seen this happen with Oppo, lah. I mean, Oppo has always been doing this kind of stuff. They like to like 
they kind of like to rush their products. I mean, they release phone after phone after phone, follow yep. up after follow up in like three to six months time. Yep. At one point, it didn't really make sense to us. Like because... even before that, you had the A9, and then three yep. months later, you had the A91, and then you have the A92, and it's all very minor upgrades. I think Oppo can refine their mid range a little bit if they spend more time on it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. But when you were talking about the A9, I think the follow-up model was the A9s, like within six months. That was two, three years ago. A9, A9 was last year. Oh, the last year model. Yeah, the last year's model was A9. Then yeah, this year we had yeah. A9 one, and then A9 two suddenly. You're like, eh? <laughs> yeah. So I think compared to the A9 A9 one, it's a very minor upgrade. It's a bump of one extra camera. Yep. Yeah. But also at the same time, this also brings us to a very interesting topic that uh, I think Jivan was speaking about last week also, right? Yeah. Uh, With Joshua and Isa, we're talking. We were talking about affordable phones and how we have so many offerings right now. Yeah, because barring this Oppo A92 launch, lah, we also had Xiaomi last week launching their Redmi Note 9. It's a global launch, uh, but they are saying that Malaysia is getting the A, the Note 9, the Redmi Note 9, and the Redmi Note 9 Pro this month in May. So yeah. we can expect that also. And we've and, also gotten the Redmi Note 9S last yeah. month, I think. Yeah, but that was like a super cheap phone. This is yeah. the A9, uh, the... Redmi Note 9 and the Redmi Note 9 Pro packs quite a lot of power because the Redmi Note 9 Pro lah at least packs a Qualcomm Snapdragon 720G, which is very close to a flagship already at this point. It's quite a lot of power, right? And mm-hmm. then we have Realme that just launched the Realme 6 with 8 gigabytes of RAM, and they also announced the Realme 6 Pro. And keep this in mind: all of these phones that we are talking about, they're all priced less than a thousand five hundred ringgit. Yep. And then you have Apple coming into the mid-range-ish section with their iPhone SE. Okay lah, don't say that lah because that's still about two thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine, which is still quite a yeah, lot of money. It's still to quite be fair. a lot. But I think uh, one thing that Joshua mentioned last week is that the iPhone SE is actually the first mid-range phone to be commercially available widely in the US. Oh really? But what yeah. about the old iPhone SE, the the old one? They it was available, but it's not a game a game changer like uh the, this current iPhone SE because the previous iPhone SE didn't come with the flagship processor like. Now yep. the eight eight thirteen Bionic, yep. But at the same time, uh, we are used to seeing mid range phones. We've had yeah. everything from Oppo to Vivo to Xiaomi, even Samsung has their mid range in Malaysia. So yeah, even Huawei. <laughs> yeah, so it's something that isn't very new to us, but somehow it's new to them, and it's a game changer for them because it's. I think it's one of the best value for money packages out there, barring offerings like the Oppo A92. Yeah, but I also think that's also because of the 
pricing of smartphones these days, you're getting smartphones in Malaysia ringgit at least. You're getting smartphones that's touching 5,000 ringgit. And you even have like smartphones like the Samsung Galaxy Fold, right? That is hitting above that price range. You're hitting yeah. 9,000 ringgit. The Huawei Mate XS that doesn't even come with Google Play Store, mind you, is 11,000 ringgit. That's five digits for a smartphone, you know. It's quite and, a lot of money, right? Yeah, it's a lot of money. I mean, you can get a really good gaming setup for that money. Yeah. And I don't think uh, smartphones are at a point where you should be forking out five digits just to own a smartphone. Yeah, still. But like five years ago, we see the smartphone market, like the mid-range, entry-level mid-range. You see smartphones like at 800 ringgit 700 ringgit and they're still functional and they're still quite good mm-hmm. right but you're at the same time when you're looking at this kind of price range like i think okay when you're looking at thousand thousand five ringgit 1500 ringgit the smartphones you can consider them under kind of entry level mid-range right yep and but this is like a far cry from the smartphones that you can get for this money also like last time Mm-hmm. don't you think it's like a very big pro- progress at least like and you're not getting like anything less on these smartphones like when we used to have the samsung galaxy s8 let's say right we still can get smartphones at a thousand two thousand five hundred ringgit price range yeah and you get a lot of compromises yeah you get like crazy compromises that you can't really use like those smartphones are not usable if you have come from a flagship and i think it's a great improve it's a note of great improvement we we've actually got a lot of mid-range smartphones right now that can stand Mm -hmm. up to the likes of the s20 and everything else because of its specs yeah and this also brings back the kind of argument that we have, right? That we always like have been thinking about. So do you actually need to buy a flagship smartphone these days? Especially yeah. when the budget smartphones are so good. Okay, I wouldn't say budget. I would say mid-range because when you go below a certain point in the to the lower end, hmm. those smartphones are still a big question mark. Ah, that is true. That is yeah. true. But you see the likes of Realme, when they launched their Realme 6, okay, you don't, barring the 8 gigabyte version, you're getting a package that's less one than 1,000 ringgit. And when we tried all the slightly older Realmes, like the Realme 5 and whatnot, they're actually quite good. Leh. Yeah. I'm actually quite impressed with Realme's package because I think when it comes to Androids in particular... Mm-hmm. It's a lot to do with what you do with the software when it comes Correct. to hardware. And Realme has struck a very nice balance between hardware and software. The user yeah. experience is really good. And to be very honest, if you're looking for an affordable camera phone, they are one of the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, okay, let's be fair here, right? Their camera is not exactly something that you want to shout about. Uh, I don't think that the uh, camera quality, at least, the, the photo quality, is something you should shout about. But 
it's not bad. It's usable at least. It's good for you to use at least in the terms mm. of social media. Lah. <laughs> I think that's, that's yeah. okay. But if you really want a smartphone camera, I there are a few manufacturers out there that stands out. I think Oppo yeah, is one of definitely. them. Definitely. So like when I was right? in the US, my main camera was actually an Oppo A9. Because the camera quality is really, really good. Wait, was it an A9 or the Reno 2? Uh, the, when I was in US, it was the A9. Yeah, it was, oh, it was the A9. Reno. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, we have the Reno 3 as well. Oh, I can't actually say that. Oh, my gosh. Cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm not going to cut it out. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to come up with, with something with that. But we have the Oppo A92 and we're going to release the unboxing later today. Uh, we'll figure that out. And there's, I think, one more unboxing video that I still have to come up with later. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But also... Hmm? Yep. You were saying? What, what do you want to say? Go ahead. <laughs> no, but I think um, in terms of smartphones below 1005, for me, what I'm looking forward most, looking forward to most right now is the Xiaomi, the Redmi Note 9 because that packs an SD720G. Mm-hmm. That's near flagship quality. I think it we can argue that it is flagship quality because if you look at uh a lot of the you I wouldn't say cheaper but a bit of the scaled down flagships like the Motorola Edge and a few of mm-hmm. the new ones that are coming in if they want mm-hmm. to save on uh the cost and still give you performance they go with the 720G yeah or the 725G yeah, and, and I think some Samsung mid-rangers are also on the Snapdragon 720G. Yep. Some of the Samsung ones, some of the... No, not the Huawei ones. <laughs> Huawei is all on Kirin. Yeah, they're all on Kirin now. They're independent. But, but they have something coming up next week, which is quite interesting still. But at the same time, I think we are having a renaissance when it comes to the mid-range. Mm-hmm. Like, if mm-hmm. you're looking at getting a flagship you can find something comparable in the mid-range unless you're going for something like which has a unique uh selling point like the note series you have the s pen mm-hmm. but if yep. you're looking for powerhouses which are multitaskers good camera phones and stuff like that you have people like oppo realme and even uh xiaomi coming up with pretty good offerings in the mid-range and you don't have to fork out four or five thousand ringgit just to get it yeah that is true so our advice this is tech and top tip okay uh if you want to buy a mid-range smartphone don't bother with the samsung's <laughs> go for the china <laughs> manufacturers well i'm sorry I samsung th- i love you but <laughs> i think it, we have reflected this in a lot of our reviews so one of the main things that we talk about when it comes to review is value for money and mm-hmm. affordability. And to yep. be very honest, a lot of the flagships nowadays don't score very well there. Because yeah. when it comes to the package, you can always find something comparable in the mid-range. And this yeah. year, for some reason, we are finding it in the sub-1005 range. Yeah, I <laughs> agree. 
But let's move it on because we've been talking about smartphones for so long. We saw something that caught our eyes uh, last week. We saw the DJI Mavic Air 2. Did you remember? Did you remember the DJI Mavic Air when we saw it? Oh my god, I remember. We actually got to play around with it, right? Yeah, and the price was so good, right? The price for the Mavic Air was really, really good because in Malaysia, it was only, what, 1,999 ringgit? Yeah, I think and the, for, the Flymore was about 2,007. Something like that. But, like, if you think about it, a DJI drone, a consumer drone that can shoot 4K, for that price, it's unimaginable. And it's so small. So, it's so portable. It's so perfect. Now, they just launched a replacement model last week, the DJI Mavic Air 2. Uh, it's not announced in Malaysia just yet. Okay, it's announced globally. But the price is twice the old, the old drone. So, it's quite a lot more expensive. It looks like Why? the Mavic Pro. I honestly have no idea. But it's slightly bigger than the Mavic Air 2. But at the same time, you're getting quite a lot new things. You're getting... Slightly heavier body also means that you get slightly better stabilization in air. Okay. And then you also get 4K 60 frames per second recording. And up to 10 kilometers in flight range. As in from you, 10 kilometers away from you. And you're getting slightly longer battery life also. 37 minutes, if I'm not wrong. Which is all a welcome addition. Yeah, it's all welcome edition. I really like it. But the price though, oh my goodness. I just uh, I just don't get it. Yeah, it. I don't think their drones are selling that well to justify a price sleep of that much. I think they are, just not in Malaysia because these things, these toys, you can call them, are still quite a luxury item in Malaysia. These are, considering la, they are more not they're nothing more than expensive toys, remote-controlled toys, if you think about it, right? Yeah, very true. But I think one thing that we like about it is the fact that you get really, really nice shots with the DJI. I think we did, you, we've you we done a few uh, time lapses and stuff like that when we had it for review last time. And yep. it turned out really nice. Yeah, and it gives us like a sort of new flexibility in shooting, right? So I think I think the price is still not so bad, but at that point of that price point, I think I'd spend a little bit more to get the slightly older Mavic Pro. Yeah, or if you really have that type of money, you might decide to go for a phantom or yeah. maybe one of their competitors offerings at a better level at a higher level no but i think the slightly older phantom probably phantom 3 or phantom 4 right they're still really 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 good stuff for mm-hmm. at this point not a lot of money because you can get them for very cheap now especially the phantom 3 uh, the yep. newer phantom 3 also you can get them for very very cheap but at the same time would we recommend getting a drone at this point? I mean, yes. it's a nice toy to have. <laughs> Practicality no. sake. 
No, let's let's go back to why we started talking about drones in the first place, right? So, Malaysia, if you've watched the tech and download last week, or if you tuned in with Jivan last week, you probably have known that the Malaysian movement control order, if you live under a rock in Malaysia, I can't help you, but this is what I'm telling you now. It's been extended all the way to the 12th of May, okay? And the federal government just gave some lacks today onward right so some companies are apparently out and open a lot of people are already out and uh, and about uh today onward mm-hmm. apparently and apparently a lot of them are still are still choosing to keep their offices closed lah, because they don't have to go to the office right like and this. the development is still not very good and at this point we are expecting the mco to go on a bit longer than 12th of may because the the cases spike is just I don't know, like, it's quite mind-boggling. But still, we are all stuck at home. And to be really, really honest, I haven't actually stepped out of the house for the past 48 days. <laughs> it's a bit... And I think a lot of people will be quite depressed already by this time, don't you think? I I would say so, but then I went out just on Saturday to get stuff for the house. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go out again. <laughs> I haven't really stepped out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think to a large extent, it's how we're going to be carrying ourselves for the foreseeable future. Lah. And yeah. yes, I get where you're going with the drone. The drone would be a very nice eye outside the house. Yeah, you can to... see everything in 4K detail, man. <laughs> and to be very honest, it's the best time to fr- fly a drone now. Because the yeah, sky because there's no is one so clear. <laughs> no, but also if you're trying to fly a drone, please be careful, you know, because um, you don't want to be spying on your neighbors or you don't want to be reported by your neighbors and get your very expensive drone, very expensive toy taken away from you. Yep, that is very <laughs> true. So, but at the same time, who would actually get a drone at that price? me <laughs> <laughs> yeah but what's the practicality of it okay for me i'm boiling it down to practicality yes i know yep. it will be really really nice to have a drone that can do footage like that yeah but when it comes to practicality do you need it okay so i said me also because we are content creators okay and i do contents that's more than just uh, tech, that's beyond tech and also I do I do contents for other people and things like that from time to time and so that's why I don't mind spending a little bit of money to get slightly better gear for slightly more creative shots but at the same time if you're just using it to spy on your neighbors or to look at outside world I don't think you need it lah. okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, speaking I, as a content creator I just said it gives you fun fantastic footage yeah but, but like if you're a normal user you don't use it to like record footage or you know you don't need it then yeah, buy a cheaper stuff because <laughs> to be very honest the people that i see owning a dji in my housing area come out every week and just fly it on the same path every week they are treating oh, then... it like a remote uh a remote control uh, plane. 
No, no, and they're I... treating it like a kite. Yeah, and at that <laughs> point, I'm like, why? That is such a powerful piece of hardware that you have there, and you're just using yeah. it for that. Okay, okay, lah. I I think DJI might be a bit scared to uh to borrow us products now because I almost crashed one of their products in a lake. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, I think at this time of MCO, also, uh, we are trying to keep sane and things like that, lah. We'll move on to the MCO a little bit because I just recommended Jiven a really good show on Netflix. That I was binging on. It's only six episodes. It was called Into the Night. It's a French show. It's a multilingual show lah, but it's more French than anything. And it's a very very interesting show. It just got added on Netflix. I think not too long ago. I think you guys should watch it. Uh, I just finished playing Final Fantasy VII, which mm-hmm. I think was really great. I don't know whether Jiven finished his Zelda already or not. No, I haven't finished Zelda because, yeah, I don't know. It's getting a bit tedious for me to go and look for shrines over and over again, even right, with I... with the guides. Like I'm like, ugh, I need to go shrine. You enter the shrine, you're like, okay, another puzzle. Next. Yeah, but I think those are the fun part for me, lah. At least for me, those are the fun parts, and yeah, and I... at least you get to upgrade your character, you know. Oh, I, a, a little advice though, because I just read some guides. Um, don't focus so much on the Korok seeds. <laughs> yeah, find the. I, <laughs> I I'm not focusing on the Korok seeds because literally every time I find a shrine, I find three Korok seeds. Yeah, and also, uh, I get why people want to get the nine hundred Korok seeds if you're a completionist. I just saw somewhere that if you get nine hundred Korok seeds, and go back to the fuller that asks you to find the Korok seeds in the first place. You get a golden shit. A golden what? Ah, uh, yeah, you heard me right. <laughs> Why? I'm not gonna say it again. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> it's just so the... a, it's just the way, it's just the way the game basically just screws around with you, lah. Basically. So so basically, that big broccoli will give you a golden turd. Yes. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Nintendo really likes to screw with you. <laughs> yeah, but there are other games to do that also. Yeah. Uh, we also mentioned earlier that we'll explain why uh, we haven't opened our office despite people already opening their off- some of their offices and their workplaces. Um, let's be frank here. Our office is right opposite a hospital. <laughs> not only that, it's also a strip mall. So the amount of people that We actually have potential to come across in mm-hmm. our office vicinity is actually quite high. Oh yeah, and we have to remember that our office vicinity is an area of students. Yep. Yeah, because we are near two, actually three, three very big universities. university, uh, in our vicinity, and that's also why we chose. Okay, let's wait it up and see. Uh, yeah. There's a chance that we might even extend this whole work from home thing, if we really need to, right? And so, yeah. And also, I think, uh, for us, we have our mobile setups. Mm-hmm. We actually just ordered a few more things to make our setup more mobile and to make sure that we can do our videos and footage from home. Yeah, 
yeah. just be- just because it makes more sense for us to do that at this point in time. Yep. Health wise, and also because it's a precaution for us, given that the numbers have not actually been on a steady downward trend. Yeah, it's increasing like, again these past few days. Yeah, and to be very frank, it's increasing not because of uh cases suddenly spiking. Mm-hmm. We are begin. Our government is very has been very tactical in uh, testing for the disease, and yep. they have just increased the pool that they are testing from. And yep. because of that, we will start seeing like in the US the minute widespread uh, testing was available, they have realized that there are a lot more cases than there really were reported. Correct. And in Malaysia, we can never be too sure because right now they are testing in stages. They have always been testing in stages, lah. Now they're still doing their tests, and it doesn't look like we're gonna be out from this condition or situation for a while. And that's why we chose to not go for the opening our office route too, because that puts us at risk also, if not other people, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, eh, what else do we want to talk about? Ah, uh? I so forgot already. <laughs> I, I think it's a very apt learning experience for a lot of businesses that they yep. find out a lot of things can be done di- through distant working. Oh yeah, yeah. So, a lot of companies, a lot of my friends are talking like, yeah, we don't actually have to be in the office to do any of this. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> didn't you realize that <laughs> like a long time ago? To be very frank, the only reason why uh, we need to be in the office is just to get documents signed and sent off to relevant parties. And yeah. At, at that point also, we don't really need to go into the office all the time. Yeah, it's basically a central place for us to like deliver stuff or when people need to deliver stuff, they have a central place to send to. It's basically a mailbox, lah. Basically, <laughs> our office. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I think if you guys are thinking of whether or not to go back to the office and things like that, I will tell you that at least on our advice, consider not to if you can, because we're still at a very dangerous state. We we don't know what the development is. There's still no vaccines, and a lot of people, or even some of the experts, are saying although this has been the fastest development that they have gone through, we are not going to have any vaccines for at least another year. A year and a half. And that's quite a uh, yeah. That's quickest. actually quite alarming, right? Because if we go out now and we get infected, the numbers could spike up even more. And if, to be very frank. It's not just about protecting yourself; it's about protecting others. Like yeah. If we end up becoming asymptomatic uh, carriers of the virus, mm-hmm. for in my house, I have a father that is on that has a history of heart disease and diabetes, mm-hmm. and my mom is similar as well. So they are both yeah. immunocompromised individuals. Their medication somehow suppresses them, and if you are diabetic your immune system is already suppressed so if you if they get the disease they will be very very badly affected yeah so, yeah and considering like even last was it last night yeah last night 
before the measures were a bit released, we already had places in Bangsa which was so crowded that oh, yeah. you <laughs> literally couldn't see any social distancing happening there. Yeah, so I guess it's still good for us to practice social distancing. Okay, I think you... I mean, yes, I get it that some of us may not be able to survive this because of the income and some of us may have lost jobs and things like that. So if you can, I'm saying this as an advice and you can take it if you want. But if you can, stay at home, right? Just continue working from home. And if you if you are running the business, I suggest or employ you to actually consider still working from home. Um, there are some companies that are going to take some drastic measures to basically save money and things like that. And that can't be helped. And I understand if you're in that situation and you need to go to work. Uh, but I'm saying this if you can, right? As if you can, not you have to. It's just an advice, right? Um, but whatever it is, we hope that you stay safe, that, you know, you keep yourself masked at all times. Um, and best of all, I think we should all think about other people. Lah, okay, This is the time where we all need each other to cooperate and work together with each other, right? To make sure that we get through all this. It's not an easy time. It's not. It's actually very difficult. Um, I mean, I love staying at home, lah. So <laughs> it's not that bad for me. <laughs> I'm not sure about Jivan, but I think he likes it at home also. Uh, if you if you must know, we are also still on video conference, and he didn't clean up his room because we don't need to go on live stream today <laughs> on YouTube. So his room looks really messy and. The TV looks like it's very close to his face when he's playing it. So, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, that and my air conditioning decided that it will rain on me. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's another thing, lah. You need to be able to find a repairman, a reliable yeah. one. My fridge broke, and I was so lucky to to have found this guy that is willing to come and work on it. It's a bit more expensive, but what to do? <laughs> But yeah. anyway, I think that is all the time we have for today. It's, I think, past 45 minutes already. <laughs> the funny thing is that we actually put a timer for this. We didn't want to go over 25 minutes, actually. But yep. if you've stayed through the whole podcast, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening in today. And thank you for tuning into today's Tech and Tonic podcast. Uh, do follow us on our podcast channel or on if whatever channel or platform that you're listening this on if we're not on your preferred channel or platform do let us know we'll try to get ourselves there we are also on other social media also if you want to reach out to us right so you can reach out to us on facebook twitter and instagram we are we are active on all of these and you can follow us on tech and tv across the channel that is t-e-c-h-e-n-t-t-v we have a lot more contents also on our website right so do visit us on our website because that's our bread and butter. That's what we actually usually do. Uh, so for the latest news, for the latest reviews, in fact, we're going to have a few more reviews coming up this week and next week. Uh, this week, we're going to have an Oppo Find X2 review, which I was supposed to release last week, but I didn't have time. So do check out our website on techn.tv. That is T-E-C-H-E-N-T dot TV. It's basically the same name as the social media names is just add a dot in between uh, 
Yep. But for now, for anything else that uh for the rest of the week for Tech and Tonic, this is me Darwin and Jivan signing out. Bye bye. See you guys. <laughs>